0: Amen. He's always there. We're going to go before the Lord in prayer today and how many is glad to be in the house of the Lord. Amen. I'm so thankful. I'm so thankful that we're able to gather gather together. Amen. A little bit windy out there. I was thinking, I wonder if hairstylists, I wonder if they like this kind of weather, if they get repeat business uh, from this kind of weather. But Amen. We're, we're thankful to be able to be here today. Amen. Let's go before the Lord in prayer. I know there's a multitude of things to pray about. If you have something on your heart. Hold that hand up. Hold that hand up. Put it in your heart. Let's go before the Lord and let's pray. Jesus, we thank you, Lord, for this opportunity. We thank you, Lord God, for what you're doing, Lord. We thank you, Lord God, for your provision, Lord. And We know, God, that you're able, God, to even provide even greater. God, I pray that you open the door for those, Lord Jesus. God, make a way for those, Lord God, today, Lord. God, you know those that come by faith You know those, Lord Jesus, that need a miracle, need a move, Lord Jesus. You know every name, God. You know every thought in our hearts today, God. Reach out to those, Lord. Reach out, Lord God, and heal them, Lord. Deliver them, God, and help them, Lord. We ask you to bind us together today in a spirit of love and unity that we can accomplish your will. And, Lord, we'll never fail to give you the praise and honor and glory. Amen. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you. Thank you. You could be seated. Uh, If the Sunday school... Uh, Come get our Sunday school offering. Okay, all right, thank you. Uh, Amen, we'll lift up our Sunday school offering today. Amen, and uh, I know there's a lot to think about here today. Amen. Go ahead, brother. A lot going on. Let's continue to pray for one another. Amen. November calendars are in the foyer, peanut brittle Amen. Tuesdays and Thursdays. We're just even getting close to wrapping things up there, uh, because we have cut you know the order this year, so it's not uh, going to have to go on. And uh, and uh, they are going to fix our. Uh, 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 stoves i guess uh, come this next friday so that's going to be a great thing we'll have to get by another week amen maybe on slow mode but it'll, it'll still be great having that done uh, family day sunday november 22nd there's no sunday no sunday school but at eleven fifteen service only and uh, sunday november 29th will be a virtual service and they'll be talking more about that um, let's get right into our uh, sunday morning lesson and uh, thankful that Uh, Just uh, the opportunity to do this. Uh, In fact, Wednesday, if he was here Wednesday, Wednesday kind of kicked off the two uh, services that was going to be back to back last Sunday and this Sunday. But last Sunday we were in the parking lot. So uh, we started it on Wednesday uh, talking about Nehemiah and the burden uh, Wednesday night that Nehemiah had. But if you go with me to Nehemiah chapter 4. And uh, we're going to read verses one through nine, and then drop down to verses seventeen and eighteen. <clears throat> and uh, we're going to continue here talking about Nehemiah. But in something, just uh, uh, it's one thing to have a burden, and uh, that's uh, that's what we talked about Wednesday night having a burden. It's another thing, Amen, when you have a burden for something, and then there's opposition. Somebody shout opposition. Nehemiah chapter 4, verse number 1. But it came to pass that when Sambalot heard that we builded the wall, he was wroth, he was angry, he was mad. He took great indignation and mocked the Jews. And he spake, when I speak of the Jews, you know what I'm speaking of, the people of God. Amen. He spake before his brethren and the army of Samaria and said, What do these feeble Jews, will they fortify themselves? Will they sacrifice? Will they make an end in a day? Will they revive the stones out of the heaps of the rubbish which are burned? See, he's mocking. He's making fun. He's even, in a lot of ways, uh, using some intimidation. Now, Tobiah the Amorite was, was by him and he said, even that which they build, even if they build it, guess what? He said, even if they build it, if a fox go up, He shall even break down their stone wall. He said even just a little fox, it's not going to be that great of a uh, work. Now notice this, verse number four. Hear, O our God, for we are despised and turn their reproach upon their own head and give them for a prey in the land of captivity. Sometimes you got to take some decisive action. Sometimes you got to let the devil know. you just got to ask the Lord just to take care of it. Verse number 5, And cover not their iniquity, and let not their sin be blotted out from before thee, for they have provoked thee to anger before the builders. Verse number 6, I like this. So, we, so built we the wall, and all the wall was joined together unto half thereof, for the people had a mind to work. But it came to pass when Sambalot and Tobiah uh, and the Arabians and the Amorites and the Ashadites heard that the walls of Jerusalem were made up and that the breaches began to be stopped, they were very wroth and conspired. Somebody shout, all of them, all of them together to come and fight against Jerusalem and to hinder it. Nevertheless, we made our prayer unto God and set a watch against them day and night because of them. Verse number 17, if you'll drop down. They which build on the wall and they that bear burdens and those that laden everyone with... "'Everyone with one of his hands wrought in the work, "'and with the other hand held a weapon. "'For the builders, everyone had his sword girded by his side, "'and so builded, and he that sounded the trumpet was by me.' Sometimes you got to do what's needed. you got to do, amen, what you have to do. Let's bow our heads and let's pray and ask the Lord to bless us today. Jesus, we thank you for your word. We thank you, Lord God, for what you've established for us, Lord God, that we can pattern our lives and pattern ourselves, Lord, that we can glean, Lord, from the things, Lord Jesus, Lord, that others has already been through, Lord. I pray, God, that you bless... Every heart today, God, anoint our ears to hear and our hearts to receive. In the precious name of Jesus, we thank you for it. Amen. Amen. Thank you. You can be seated. I know I have a short amount of time, so I have to be very careful here and very, very vigilant. But if you look at verse number 9. Nevertheless, we made our prayer unto our God and set a watch against them day and night because of them, because of the situation. So from that, uh, the thought today is uh, concerning in the face of opposition. How many ever been opposed by someone? Or something, and let me start by reminding us that this last week we was talking about Nehemiah and the great burden he had when he got the bad report that the walls of Jerusalem had been torn down and and. uh, The people were being pilfered and things were happening and he just got a very, very bad report and something in his spirit quickened. The Bible says that he developed a burden for his people. I believe today that if we look at that, we need to equate that to today's terms. We need to have a burden for the church. I'm talking about the church, God's people. All over the land today, we need to have a burden because there's things going on in all different pockets of our society that we need to pray that God help and God be with them. There are preachers today because of the things they stand for and preach are being arrested all over the world today. We sit here and we think, well, we have the freedoms. But the day is coming when we'll have to face those same kind of oppositions. So we need to be praying now. And since he felt this pull, the, that's what a burden, a tug. it's a pull, it's a tug. Uh, since he felt this from God, that's what made it, uh, I brought out, that's what made it a spiritual battle. So one thing I, I want to make sure I remind everybody, when you have a burden, God places a burden in your life or something. When it comes from God, it becomes a spiritual matter. And it's not to be taken lightly. And so we see how Nehemiah went through all the extremities of getting to where he is now, coming here to build this. Now I'll say this here: there is no work for God that is done that is without opposition. There, listen to me. Look at there is no spiritual work that you'll ever do for God that you'll not have some kind of opposition. It doesn't matter whether it's from family. And sometimes it comes from family. It's the job. It may be your surroundings. It may be some of the environment that you deal with. You're going to have something that's going to fight you in what you feel God has placed in your life as a burden. Something that needs to be done. Opposition, if you look it up, means resistance. Expression in action. So it's not just somebody thinking something bad about you. They're actually doing something about it. There's an action behind it. Some people stop, some people allow their burden to be affected just because somebody uses words. Well, you ain't doing a very good job. Okay, I quit. No, it should take more than that because if you've got a burden for something, that, that constant pull and tug will, will not leave you just because you have to face something. And we find that in Nehemiah. He's a great example. He had to go before the king and nobody ever stood before the king with a sad countenance and lived. He took a chance by allowing that to be exposed, by allowing the king to see him. And so when the king asked him what was wrong with him, then it opened the door for him to step up and say, Listen, my family, my people are are being pilfered. Things are happening. How can I be happy with what's going on back home? And here he was, a captive, taken captive. And yet he still spoke up for what was going on. And even the king gave him not only papers, but he gave him the means, the materials, the financial ability to go and take care of what was... Now, you think about that. Being taken captive, being held hostage, and still having the king because he had so much favor. Church, let me tell you something. If we live like we should, we're going to have favor with people. Come on. Our neighbors, our friends, our family ought to see something in our lives that's so dedicated... Come on, that's why our servitude to the Lord is so important. People need to see you in revival mode all the time. Not just a certain time or a certain service. They need to see you going to church frequently and being faithful. Don't be ashamed to talk about paying your tithes and giving. People need to hear those kind of things and know it's still established. I don't believe Nehemiah hid anything, and somehow, like I said Wednesday night, I don't know what his occupation was before, but here he is before the king, just a cupbearer. Some look at that as a lowly position, but he was in a high position because he was living fairly well in the kingdom, and he was being taken care of, and he had access to the king, which gave him favor, which I believe a long time ago God knew. Come on, God places you somewhere well before we recognize it. Come on, I promise you, I'm living testimony. I've said it before, nowhere in my yearbooks would anybody have ever wrote, most likely to pastor or be a preacher, let alone serve the Lord. promise you. I even, every once in a while, when you run into somebody I hadn't seen for years, when you, they maybe not even heard, and you say something say, Oh, well, you? I say, Yeah, I've been pastored for 20 years. Really? Well, you, you must have changed. No, with the Lord's help. Because you just wake up one day. I mean, this is the way I explain. It. I wake up one day, I didn't feel like I used to feel. Things wasn't the same. That's why when God starts tugging at your heart, pulling at you, it's not the same. It's it's just like a burden. You've got to do something. And so when those things happen. So when there's a resistance, when there's an expression and action and even an argument or dissent. Nehemiah had the burden. There's no doubt he had the burden to rebuild the walls of Jerusalem and restore a government in Judea. That's what he did because after he got there and set things in place, he structured the government. Amen. And they elected him to be the governor. And he was there. And the Bible says that he was there for 12 years. Now, when he went before the king, he he, he indicated it's just for enough time to take care of business. But I, I promise you that King had no idea it was going to take 12 years. Sometimes the promise of God in your life, sometimes the burden that you have now takes a while to be fulfilled. I believe God's... Because we're, we're living in such a fast pace. I believe God's called me in the ministry. Well, okay, in about two or three years you'll get up and preach. What? Well, there's a, there's a structure you probably should go through. You should learn some things. You should prove yourself. You should, what? See, in organizations, some, some men don't understand. You know, there's books you need to read. There's things that you need to understand because just getting up is one thing because if you start out and you get up and you fall flat on your face, guess what's going to happen? You're going to want to lay that burden down because of your own pride. That's why I tell young ministers, well, you know, get ready because it's one thing to have a microphone. But it's one thing to have a a thought from God, but getting up and delivering it and then delivering something. I mean, when you get up here and the Lord says, say this, you better say it. I don't care what the faces are showing you. That's tough sometimes. It is because we just see the, the you know the, the glory and the and the lights and think oh well do you know what kind of prayer life it takes do you know what kind of, of keeping your mind trying to be pure and trying to think of what, what is it God wants i mean from 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 wednesday to sunday what do you want lord because you don't know who's going to be there it doesn't matter god what what is it what is it needs to be said because even in a structured lesson there's something that god wants you to pull out for those that are present that's how it works. Nehemiah wasn't just called to go fix a wall like some plumber we called to come fix some kind of plumbing thing in our home. No, that was it was a process. It was a, it was a very deep process. It was a tough process. It wasn't easy. It was a lifestyle change. <laughs> yeah, it is a whole... It was a huge task. But let me also point out, before the walls... This is one of those moments before the walls could be fixed, before things could be done. The people, somebody shout the people, the people. Judah had to catch a vision. They were being suppressed. They were being run over. Things didn't look good. It was bleak for them. They had nothing, had no government, had nothing. Captivity. Listen, captivity is tough. You say, well, brother, we ain't worried. No, your mind can be in captivity. Come on, your mind can be in captivity because you can't see beyond what your problem or what your lifestyle or what your situation is. That's why sometimes when God places a burden in your life, it's to get your mind off where you're at and what you're going through and look and see that I have something bigger ahead because there's something down the road that's going to happen. Hallelujah. One of these days, there's going to be a rapture and all these doubters and all these, you know, act like I got plenty of time. It's going to happen in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye. You're not going to have time to fix it. That's why the the process of change has to take place in your life now. That's why the drawing and the tug of God is now. Because something's going to happen or be fulfilled down the road. Get this. I, I I really feel it. And do you know, listen, do you know how hard, where's Pastor Adam? where do you go? Is he back here checking? Listen, do you know how hard it is? Come here. I'll pick on you. I was reminded, by the way, several in the church was mad at me Wednesday because I didn't get back even with Adam. I forgot all about it from Sunday, you know, about my little race. Skinning up my knees and all that. You know how tough it is? You know how tough it is? Look at, hey. Now look at your neighbor. Look how, look how hard they look. You know how tough it is to get people to catch a vision? You know how tough it is to get this whole crew here on the same page? I mean, all the backgrounds, all the experiences and you know all the things well, God showed me this, right, Did He? Good, That's good. That's great. But there's a structure that God has and I've always said this and I, I, I've said this to my son Adam, I've said it to my son Matt. Listen, I'm, I'm an overseer, I'm a bishop, that's great but you're the head and two heads on a body is a freak. Some of you need to remember that. Come on, that's the way it is. When you answer to God, you gotta look him in the eyes and say listen, Wes had a great idea so I went with that and things didn't go very well. God said, why'd you do that? Because you didn't feel, I didn't put that burden in your heart. You didn't feel that for me. And sometimes we have to learn how to balance that because a lot of people have a lot of great ideas. Thank you. And a lot of folks, I'm sure, had a lot of ideas. And here when Nehemiah shows up, he says, listen, we're going to build this wall. And I'm sure there was people there say, where where'd you come from? What do you think? We've just been sitting around twiddling our thumbs If we could have done that, we would have did it. If it was possible... Oh, so sometimes you gotta show up with some action. He showed up not only with look, the, the Lord has blessed me with the king. I've got papers. He had to let them know. Listen, I've got the king's oh, I feel the preacher. I've got the king's backing. When we stand up here, it's not just a lesson. I want you to know I got the king's backing to let you know that his word is solid, his word is true, and that we can do this, and we have his blessing. Come on, there's a lot of elements in this that we have to hurry through. But he had, they had that. And so to get the people to be convinced and catch a vision, they had to be convinced. So honestly, when you think about it, what does it come down to? It comes down to, listen, we've got to follow some instructions. It's time to change the road we're on. Come on. Excuse me. You take care of Brother Adam, but you didn't take care of me. That's right. You'll be judged by a respecter of person. It comes down, listen, we've got to listen. We've got to be hearers and doers. Oh, we're living in a time where I don't need some red-faced pre-tripper slapping on some platform and holler at me and tell me how to live my life. Is that what it's about? Is that all it is? No, it's not. You better understand, we've got the king's backing, and if God called the ministry, if God called me to preach, what well, I promise you, I did not choose this. And I promise you, Brother Adam did not choose this. Ministry don't choose this. Amen, I promise you, amen, that when God puts you in something, it becomes a spiritual thing. And when you begin to talk about that spiritual thing, you better watch Watch out. And you better be glad this church don't pray like they prayed. Well, Lord, kill him. Lord, you just take that reproach and you put it on. All them that's talking about me, you take that and put it back on them and make them eat their words. Isn't that what we read? is that what we read? They're mocking, making fun of the church, mocking, making fun of the people of God. Well, Lord, you just take them out. Send their enemies, just take them out. Show them what it feels like. I don't preach that now, why? Because we've been forgiven. Come on, the spirit that's behind this lets us know, listen, when you face opposition, no, it's not you, uh, it's opposite, being opposite of what God is wanting to happen. Come on, this system in the world right now is not out of control. God's still in control. And if it's time for things to happen and move forward, guess what? There's no human being that's going to stop it. It's not red. Thank you, Devil. You know why I say thank you, devil? Because now it's got everybody. Now it's got everybody's attention. We, th- we, think, we think that the enemy is so strong that he can stop things. Stop giving your adversary more due than you're giving your God. Because my Bible says, greater is he that is in you. Come on, not the church. You, as a Holy Ghost-filled, as a Spirit-filled person, Amen. greater is He. Why? Because I have the Spirit of God. And when we say things like Paul said, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, let it not just be a cliche, or let it not just be a one-liner. Amen. Believe it when you say it. I can do all things. And when God promotes me to go forward, and God wants me to do something, guess what? It will be accomplished. The burden that Nehemiah had, he had to have that attitude. Listen, I feel this is so strong. <laughs> we read about him being mocked. Verse three, we he faced high levels of persecution. My God, come on, church, come on, people, let's not be so passive. Let's not oh, it hurt my feelings. Stop. Let's get a little tougher. Let's toughen up our children. Somebody making fun of you, don't run and cry. Oh, I'm being bullied. Listen, teach them how to stand up. Teach them how to handle it the right way. Come on. Somebody does your wrong, I'll sue you. You better read your Bible because no brother is allowed to sue their brother. Without taking it before the church first. Read it. But it's high levels of persecution, it's all these things. It was a massive load of opposition. Now, I'm gonna say this here. How much tell my guy? I'm gonna say this here. We know, now I know there's a lot of tough guys in here. We're we're pretty tough, Justin. Uh, it's not it's not natural, it's not a natural act to run toward danger. Hey, I'm going to go take care of that. That guy's got a gun. I'm going to go knock him out. Come on, let's just admit it. It's it's not natural. I mean, there's bits. I don't make a blanket statement. I've learned a long time ago. I'm trying to cover everything with one statement because there's always. But it's not a natural act. We run out of a burning building. Firemen run in. Why is that? Because it's called preparedness. They train, they prepare, they know what to look for, they know what to expect. They know we we we, listen, sometimes when we're facing opposition, we don't know because we've never been through that and we've not been prepared, we've not been trained. Paul said in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 8, we are troubled. On every side. Everybody has troubles. We have problems on every side. Yet we're not distressed. We are perplexed. But not in despair. Come on. There's a lot of things that perplex me. I don't have answers for everything. Unless God gives them. And there's sometimes when you're preaching. That you don't have answers for things. That God has given you a message. But during that message. God speaks it. Oh yeah. We're not in despair. We have options in the face of opposition, how many's ever had to put the word to the air? Something just, you know, something just get. Oh man, that mind you, you, I rebuke you, devil. Get behind me! I mean, you're talking to the air. Get behind me, Satan! I mean, you look like you're having a seizure or something. But somebody's watching. Get behind me, Satan! I'll stomp on you, devil. Come on! I've, I i do not know about you, I've done it. I've shared this before when I first started to serve the Lord. I was driving home from the prison just got in church and some of the scripture, I wasn't very smart. I just couldn't put some things together. And 2 Corinthians 5.19, to wit God was in Christ reconciling the world unto himself. I'd heard that many times. But driving down the road in my little tan Ford, I'm driving down the road right in front of the Pendleton School there on 36 and I remember, oh it just hit me oh the spirit was in the flesh bringing the world back to us and it just hit me like a light. and i began to rejoice in my truck and i looked over and there was people looking at me like i was crazy Hallelujah. you've had some of those moments you just may be too proud to admit it that's why some people have to wake up in the night speaking in tongues too proud to have it happen. So, God, God, listen, if you'll pray about it, God will wake you up. <laughs> so, we are. We all have, no one is exempt from opposition. But it's how we face this opposition, it's a, re, a direct result of our relationship with God. You see, Nehemiah had to understand. Listen, this, this, I mean, yesterday I felt just fine, but today, this bad report, something in me's changed. When you get a burden for the world, when you get a burden for children's ministry, when you get a burden for something, listen, you don't, don't play it off like it's nothing. Know that God's doing it because there has to be a reason or a purpose. (laughs) There may be people that you're going to be able to reach that no one else is going to be able to get to. You say, well, nobody. No, I mean, not in this time frame. I mean, if you don't do something, God will send somebody. Just like it's about our worship. He said the rocks could cry out. Oh, my Lord, if if creation could speak like we speak, we'd be in trouble. Because they don't have pride. They just would cry out. Well, I'm afraid somebody might see or hear me. That's why I don't talk to my family. You know, they've been ready. Listen, stop letting the devil give you excuses about the burden that God's placed on you. Amen. To reach whoever it is that he's asking you to reach. Because listen, there's a, it's a, a result of our relationship with God. Yeah, we do fail. Yeah, we do have situations. But when we fail, God can restore. God can replace. God can fix. Amen. Nehemiah didn't know every answer. He didn't know what to do about every step of the way. But what he did, he consulted God. He went to the Lord. He didn't ask his best friend. He didn't ask the other captives. He didn't go to the world and say what do you think about this spiritual matter? Amen. He went to God because God gave him the burden. Read it. First chapter of Nehemiah, he goes when it hits him. When we are weak, God can strengthen us. When we're afraid, God can give us courage. He does. Our faith is in his word, in his burden. If God gave me this, there's a reason, there's something. And He'll restore anything that's missing, anything that's needed. What time we know we quit? 11, 15? 11, 10, 11, 15. Okay. You've probably heard this said. I don't know if it's a sports thing or not. And I don't know where I picked it up at. But over the years, somehow, I've picked this up. I don't know if it's from my boys being in sports. But the best defense... Is a good offense. You feel the devil, you feel things opposing you get you an offense. Because the best way to protect yourself is to have a plan. And hopefully that plan is the word of God. Because we face opposition in a lot of ways every day. It comes in a variety of ways. It's not always abrupt. It's not always just right now. Amen. Sometimes it's very subtle or subtle. Yeah. Right. Subtle just means so delicate. Now get this. I don't know if anybody's ever heard because that's what's described. The devil's described that. He's very subtle in Genesis 1. Sometimes look subtle, so delicate or precise as to be different, difficult, oh, excuse me. Let me read it again. So delicate or precise as to be difficult to analyze or describe. See how slick the enemy is? You ever had somebody tell you off and it wasn't like it was like a six-second delay, you started going, Wait a minute. It was so good they they just they just told me off. They just talk down to me. Patronize me. Wait a minute. You know, that delay kind of hits you all of a sudden. So subtle, so, so delicate or precise, as it, and it's difficult to analyze. What made me do this? What made me be like this? I don't know. Sometimes it's so subtle. Sometimes it's so surprising. It's just difficult to analyze or describe. It's clever and in different methods to achieve something. That's the devil's business. If the church is on fire, you better believe he's trying to figure out how to get water to the fire. Amen. Amen. Stand with me. Put up Nehemiah 4 and 17 if you would. Why do, why, why do we do this? Why is it? He said, They which built the wall, he told them, they that bear the burdens. He said everyone had it in one hand, because everybody's got two hands there. He said, everybody had one in one hand had a, had a tool, and the other hand they had a weapon. Why, why? Why did he have that? What why do you do this? It's to be prepared. Why does the church, why does a preacher, why does the ministry, why is things like they are, It's for us to be prepared. This would keep people in the constant state of readiness. Because I promise you, if you haven't experienced, the minute you start letting down, Oh I can give you example after example example after example of people that's been around here that used to be on fire and because they've let down just let their guard down just a little bit the enemy has come in and and give them an opposition about something or in their mind and guess what now I don't know and I've had people over the years tell me you know I got so confused because I went here there and everywhere and started trying to find out about too much and I you know I got so confused you know, what is the truth what is right Everybody feels like they're right. That's right. That's why we were warned by the scripture to be watchful and to be mindful because there are deceivers. There are people that can talk swell. Many of you own things in your home because somebody talked you into it. Come on, that weak moment. (laughs) You have a weapon of choice. I want you to just close your eyes for a moment. You have a weapon of choice. You need something while you're working, while you're busy doing the Lord's work. It wasn't easy. It's not easy holding hold a weapon and trying to get things done. It's not, it's not easy sometimes being prepared. But the only place, I will say this, the only place, you listen to this preacher today, the only place where success comes before work is in the dictionary. Come on, you hear me? You hear the Lord. Uh, to try to do something without some kind of work or action, it's not possible to be successful. Let's just pray about it. Let's just let God do everything. No. When Nehemiah got the burden, guess what? He had to take action. And to be successful, he had to get to work. And he had to convince people that, listen, we've got to do this. Paul said in Galatians chapter 6, verse 4, but let every man prove his own work. And then... Show he have rejoicing. Then shall he have rejoicing in himself alone and not in someone else. It's not about what I do. It's about what God does through me and what I allow him to do. That's what proves our success. Come on, lift your hands all over this place. Let's pray. Jesus, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for your word. Thank you, Lord. God, we do face opposition. We do have things, Lord Jesus, that work on us, God. But, Lord, you've let us know, Lord, there's nothing, Lord, there's nothing that you put a burden in our hearts. God, there's nothing that you haven't placed upon us, Lord Jesus, that cannot and will not be accomplished. If we will allow it, if we'll have a mind to work, if we'll listen to your instruction, if we'll trust you, Lord God, and we'll do what you've called us to do, Lord God, it shall be established. Amen. if you read carefully, you'll find out it was established. it was done. They built the wall and it really upset the enemy. God bless you, amen. Let's take a few moments if you need to go to the restroom. Let's come in and let's have a great service. That means you' ready for something great this afternoon. Amen. Amen.